Hey guys, just popping in your ears before we get started today to chat to you about Endeavour College. So Carissa and I get a lot of questions about where we studied and the level of qualifications that we hold. And you guys want to know what we recommend when you're flirting with the idea of making your love of natural medicine a career reality. So we both studied a Bachelor of Health Science in Nutrition at Endeavour College of Natural Health. And for me, gaining a bachelor degree was imperative as it gave me the recognised qualifications I was after and those qualifications are industry and association recognised. Endeavour provided a level of education and quality pertaining to a holistic approach and that was really fundamental for me. Not only did Endeavour give me the foundations of biochemistry and physiology, but the degree also educated me on the key foundations of a systemic approach to health. And that's a philosophy that is a just absolute core to us here at the JCN Clinic. What I loved most about my study time at college was that it provided me with an environment where I could soak up and grow my thirst for nutrition exponentially. I also love that the lecturers came from a background of clinical practice and provided a real life experience. So important. I also gained a tight network of support in fellow students that I could nerd out hardcore with throughout the studies. So if you're interested in a career in nutrition or the natural medicine field, I really wholeheartedly recommend Endeavour. You can head to endeavour.edu.au online for more info or you can find Endeavour on Instagram at Endeavour College. You are listening to the JCN Clinic Podcast. The JCN Clinic Podcast is a place where nutritionalists Jessica Cox and Carissa Mason get real about nutrition and living a healthy life. They share with you their passion and their clinical knowledge for a fun, no BS approach to looking after yourself. Please enjoy today's episode and don't forget to subscribe and iTunes. Hi guys and welcome to the JCN Clinic Podcast Show. Welcome again. I'm Jessica. I'm Carissa. And we're here today to talk to you all about carbohydrates, mainly because we've had a request to Mm -hmm. talk about this topic. And it is something that we've talked about within the Macronutrients Podcast, which is probably one of our most popular ones when I go and look at the stats. Oh really? Yeah, Yeah. I think I've told you that. But yeah, yeah, people love it. But carbs is that area that everyone wants to know more about because it's so bloody confusing. Um... And I think at the moment too, I'm just sorry guys, just undoing water bottles and stuff. And at the moment too, because I think it's probably the most, oh, well for us anyway, the most controversial topic on social media. Mm. Carb to carb or not to carb, yep. what constitutes a carb when people yep. say they're on a moderate carb or low carb diet, yep. what they're actually eating, is it actually a low carb diet? Yeah, like I think there's just so true. I think that's yeah. where all the confusion's coming from. There was actually yeah, there was a question I got on it live the other day mm-hmm. about that with the bod stuff, and it was like, oh, you know, tell tell us about a low carbohydrate diet, or yeah. you know, what what does that mean, and how does that influence the body? And it's like, yeah. God, that's just such a can of worm on worms on its own because. Mm. You know, what do you mean by low carbohydrate? Well, that's exactly like, are we right. talking from a ketogenic style right through to just like, 
you know, a really basic low carbohydrate, mm. not eating refined carbs, yeah. you know, like it's such and a spectrum. I actually had someone ask me the other day, like the grammage that dictates a low carb diet, I honestly oh, didn't wow. know. I was just yeah, like, yeah. don't know. Well, that, that's because it's really so diverse too, yeah. right? Because some people take it as low as 30 or 40 well, grams. Well, they then... looking at keto, right? Yeah, then, yeah. Like, then I, and then someone asked, I did get asked as well, this is probably a few weeks ago, like what my carbohydrate percentage of my diet would be and yep. I was just like for your again, own for my own yeah, I was like right. I don't know <laughs> 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 like then I had to really think about it I was like that's probably something I should know like would you know yours do you reckon I think I could roughly guess like it. in grams like how many oh, grams, of, grams no not yet I reckon from a percentage point of view I reckon my diet would probably be we're talking about complex carbs which we'll get into yeah I reckon mine would be minimum 30 percent carbs to 40 percent carbs yeah yeah, like, I think I'd be roughly the same, but yeah. I think that's just because we eat Similar. what we preach, yeah, like yeah, that macronutrient yeah. balance plate. So yeah. I just think when I, yeah. I just think of the plate, and I just same. think roughly it's going to be that like yeah, thirty yeah, percent to maybe forty percent with some meals. Yeah, yeah, but usually probably sitting around that thirty yeah. percent. From but from a grammage point of view, I have no that's just going to like really fluctuate. Like I think some days it might be, and I guess if it's like pure complex carb as yeah. well. Like, uh, great. Awesome. Great. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks, people working on our freaking building. Let's just go bang some shit. <laughs> this is like being at home with the Renos. I wonder if you guys can hear that. Do you want me to open up the window? I'd be like, shut up! Awesome. Maybe it's just really bad hail. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, anyway, let's so, dive into it. I was also going to point out that this is a bit of a special podcast because it's Chris's birthday oh, week. <laughs> so in our household, you don't just have a birthday, no. you have a birthday week. No, that, I love it though. Like I was saying, I was saying to, as I was saying to Jess, I was saying to you this morning, like, but for you guys listening out there, like my, like my family's not huge on birthdays and then obviously coming from a partner who, when I separated, wasn't huge on birthdays yeah. either. Like this has like been the best birthday, I think, in terms of just feeling special and <laughs> it's just going to keep going. You've got to keep yeah. milking it. Yeah, I am actually. <laughs> Next Thursday, I'll start, the birthday banner will still be up. The flowers will be wilting, but they'll still freaking be there. That's it. Anyway, I just had to point that out. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> so let's dive into it. So I think we'd want to talk some of the basics of what carbs are. And then I think the main thing is we want to break down the food because that's where people get confused. Mm. So... In regards to carbohydrates and what they're made of, there's two things we want to talk about. So essentially carbohydrates are in the majority sugars mm -hmm. and it's about how they're put together. So all carbohydrates predominantly going to break down to sugars. Yep. Um, there's going to be an element so of starches, which will break down to sugars too, which mm -hmm. we're going to get into. And then there's going to be cellulose as well, which essentially don't really break, break down. down. It pretty yeah. much just goes on through and that's part of creating that. Pretty much forgotten about cellulose. Good old cellulose. Definitely <laughs> <laughs> like, like, these flashbacks to my unit. Like, that's know. right. The structural walls of plants. <laughs> <laughs> plants. Oh, look, plant fiber. So that's a big part of, you know, what we talk about when we go back mm. to gut health is providing that that actual part that mm. is going down and, you know, there's fermentation, but creating that that's that actual bulk that um, yep. we're looking for in a stool. So yep. important. So we've got those three elements. So starches, sugar and cellulose. Mm -hmm. But then within the... Oh, damn it. Then within the... <laughs> How funny would it be if I literally just opened up and I was like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
I'm so sorry oh, if you guys can hear this. I'm sure you can. Anyway, then with the sugars themselves. It just got louder. <laughs> This guy's a menace. We should send Michelle up to deal with him. I know. She'd do it so well too. Uh, really, like, such she'd a, be super polite super about polite, it. Super polite, but mm -hmm. just like, you're going to stop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so with our sugars then, they're going to break down as well. So we've got our sugar as in like, our, and this is all about a collection of sugars again together, but we've got our um, basic like um, mono, I just like a water we got again. I've got our monosaccharide. I'm like, what's the word for one? Monosaccharide. You know, I was actually trying to think that before because I was thinking disaccharide. I'm like, what's the next level down? <laughs> we know our shit. <laughs> but essentially, we've got these saccharides. So we've got mono, one sugar. Di, two sugar. Two sugar. Poly, many sugar. <laughs> and oligosaccharide, <laughs> bloody heaps of sugars. Shit times. <laughs> and some of those might sound familiar because when, um, you may have looked at a FODMAP diet. You'll mm -hmm. see that there'll be certain foods that will fit into those categories. So, mm -hmm. you, what is it? Oh, it's random here. Um, <laughs> so, there's certain foods that are higher in oligosaccharides that some people are aware of and mm -hmm. so forth. So, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that too. But we've got these four different formations. Um, but then when we consume them, it's about how they're then again broken down in the body. Yep. So if we've got something that is like just a mono um, and there's not much going on, it's just that one little sugar, mm -hmm. it's going to be absorbed really quickly yep. and utilised really quickly. The dye is going to take a little bit longer. It's got to yep. be cut in half, cleaved, yep. take a little longer, right through to the poly and the oligosaccharides. I think the easiest way to explain this to people, for the people who don't, because all of us biochem brains are just sitting here thinking we can exactly picture what the hell we're talking about right mm -hmm. now. But think about a string of beads, basically. Mm -hmm. So for everyone who kind of doesn't get grasp what we're saying, just think like a monosaccharide is just one bead, a mm -hmm. disaccharide is two beads joined together by a string, then mm -hmm. poly is a couple or probably, yep. you know, like eight. Well, let's just throw what six, eight out there yep. as, as a figure <laughs> joined together by a string. And then we've got our oligos, which is even more. And essentially what Jess is saying is obviously the more um, complex these molecules become. So the more little balls that are joined by the string, then obviously the more complex the carbohydrate becomes and mm -hmm. there's more um you know more balls in the string and that, that sounds so wrong doesn't it we should have picked something else apart from balls jess is just <laughs> laughing she's gonna lose it but essentially i was about to say then the breaking down of the meaning the balls need to be cut <laughs> oh, oh my man. god this podcast <laughs> Already. How do we get like five, ten minutes in? Oh, Sorry. Minutes in. Guys. So like obviously when a disaccharide breaks down to a mono mm -hmm. or a monosaccharide, it's just something breaks that bond yeah. between the two balls. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. No, it's a good analogy. Yeah. And this is why I why we want to give you guys this visual picture is because there's these elements of, um, <laughs> of the balls. break, the elements of these little balls, <laughs> and breaking this all down and the length of time that is mm. taken to cleave this, mm. because that's where we start to delve in and talk about simple and complex carbohydrates. But the other thing we want you to keep in the back of your mind is also the fact that there is an element of these, the starch and the cellulose mm components that also come into play mm -hmm. which are going to influence once we talk start talking about simple versus complex carbohydrates and the types of foods from a yep. junk food through to actually a you know a healthy whole a healthy, food yeah so when when we've talked about carbohydrates before 
can't believe, okay, now we've got to drill. Yeah. Anyway, when we've talked about carbohydrates before, we've talked about simple versus complex carbs. And yep. we use this all, all the, the time, time in clinic with yep. our clients. So complex carbohydrates, essentially we're looking at generally more of the end of the necklace that you were talking about. So <laughs> we're going to be generally looking Lots at those poly and oligo-based saccharides because yep. we've got more structure, we've got more yep. going on, but generally also those types of complex carbohydrates are going to have a lot of the starch and cellulose as well. So yep. there's there's basically a lot going on. There's a lot to break down yep. from a sugar component point of view. And there's also a, a, a shit ton, essentially, yep, that's a nice scientific way of saying it, <laughs> a shit ton favorite. of fiber in regards to the starch and that, that again, and that cellulose <laughs> structure. So to put that into your gut and to break that all down from an enzyme point of view and an absorption point of view, it's going to take time as yep. opposed to the other end of the spectrum. Yeah, and we've got our monos and our disaccharides, which obviously like you think you're just kind of cleaving two, two like molecules apart or two balls apart, then mm -hmm. obviously that can happen you know, so much more quickly. There's less, like usually far less fiber, sometimes none, depending on the type of, you know, mm -hmm. um, simpler carbohydrate we're talking about and what its source is. Um, and then obviously that is broken down into a monosaccharide and the body can just use it as the sugar molecule that it is. So mm -hmm. again, yeah, so there's, this is where I don't, we definitely have never explained it like this. So no, this and is, I think it's a good thing to, to break down because I think that you need to get, a grasp on these factors so that next when we talk about the foods you can see how they interplay with this yeah. because otherwise I think it can really do you heading. Yeah and what actually constitutes a complex carbohydrate versus a not complex or a simpler yeah. carbohydrate because I think this is where everyone's getting so confused on social media and just so confused about carbs in general and I think there's probably been confusion about carbs for ages like you know the whole carrot being a carb and all of that like we're talking mm -hmm. about that like I still get asked that question and that's something mm -hmm. that's been kicking around since the 80s I think yeah. like don't have carrots in your diet it's too high in sugar like just yeah, yeah. so we're going to talk about that so let's talk food so when we're thinking of carbohydrates generally all carbohydrates like without putting them into categories yet are going to be our fruit and vegetables mm -hmm. Our grains mm -hmm. and legumes. our legumes are going to fall into that category too. So yep. that's pretty much our sweeping term of carbohydrates. But now what we want to do is talk about how do we break them down and put them into categories. Actually, sorry, I forgot one. The other would also be simple sugars in yeah, regards to what... like literally sugar, honey, yeah. rice, malt. Yeah. So all of that is carbohydrates. So when people are talking carbohydrates, there's so much within that collection and that's why we're really passionate about understanding, you know, what carbohydrates fit where. So yep. people aren't looking at something like sugar, like literally table sugar, and putting that in the same boat in their head as eating a carrot. Yeah, exactly. So yep. do you want to talk first? Well, let's talk about those complex carbohydrates, yeah, yeah, yeah. that group that essentially are the foods that we would associate with being high in the starch, the cellulose, mm -hmm. more of yep. that like longer time yep. frame to break down yep. in the body absolutely so the things like we definitely talk about when we're talking about our complex carbs in the clinic is we are talking about um, anything that has a starch and like a good starch and fiber component and I explain this to my clients like it's you know it's definitely the grains are definitely in there a hundred percent like whole whole grains <laughs> whole grains um legumes a hundred percent as well mm -hmm. um sweet potato I count mm -hmm. as a complex carb 
Um, what else have we got? Potato. Oh, potato. Yeah, I forgot about it. I just always forget about potato. Yeah, because no, you don't, don't like it that much. doesn't exist on my radar, no, really. so much yeah, potato. Yeah, like, don't forget potato. <laughs> <laughs> so when you kind of think about even, like, if everyone knows when they even just cut a potato in half. Like, you can see that you can see the, the, the structural even um, way, like, these vegetables are. Like, they're, mm-hmm. they're hard. They've got, like, so much fiber in there. There's starch. And you even know, you can see the starch even coming out of potatoes mm-hmm. sometimes when you cook it. But just the way they're popped together is that they have that starch and fiber component. Mm-hmm. And therefore, when you eat them and consume them, they're going to behave so much differently in terms of how they break down because of this breaking down to a simple sugar takes so much longer because mm-hmm. of this starch and fiber. So, yeah, so they're, the other thing that is nest- interesting is that these are the guys like there's so many other foods that are equally as important in terms of gut health but a lot of our starches and our fiber dense food complain contain a lot of our prebiotics as well mm-hmm. so is that what, what you want me to explain yeah <laughs> that's what i was looking at you like is that what i was meant to be doing i was just going off on a tangent there no yeah. no definitely so i think yeah no it's really just important number one for when we talk complex carbs that's what we're talking that about. i want people to understand what we're talking about yeah. so i didn't miss know, did I? So legumes, no, no. legumes grains sweet potato and potato that's yep. pretty much all i count as complex carbs yep. and i think what we also i want to point out is we've got some that i think people consider sitting on the line between is it a complex carb mm. or isn't it and mm. that's because we, we're generally talking about those root vegetables in yeah, regards to parsnips. sweet potato and potato and as you said like generally they're more robust they're not as there's not as much water in them when you cut into them yeah but then if we've got if um, you threw it at someone it would do some damage it <laughs> <right>. wouldn't break <laughs> and also think about you were sort of talking about you know that yeah cutting them looking at them but think about eating these types of yeah. uh, vegetables essentially you know when you eat a potato that or a sweet potato it's going mm. to hold you for longer you're not going to yep. get hungry as quickly as if you ate a couple of sticks of celery because yep. where the celery is not going to have yep. as much fiber present or as much of that um, structure present mm. that's going to take longer to break down as the potato so you know i think people like innately know the difference yep. too but yeah sorry i deviated there some of these other root veggies like the carrots beets parsnips um even I guess things like turnip and swede and yeah. so forth. Like when you look at their profiles from a carbohydrate or a starch point of view, yeah. they are lower. They're fundamentally lower. And, and pumpkin probably sits. Oh, in pumpkin well. definitely. I think so many people count pumpkin as a complex carb, yeah. and I'm like, it's freaking not. Like yeah. when we're actually comparing, like it's it's it's. Like I feel like there's a grey area of veggies that are part like more complex carbohydrate than maybe say celery like yes. so all the ones Jess just mentioned for example like they're still quite they're still starchy and they're, they're still fiber, fibrous and stuff like that but they're not as complex as sweet no. potato potato legumes and grains and I think this is where all the confusion starts to set in because people exactly. are like oh well, I had pumpkin with my meal so that counts yep. and I'm like well it doesn't really you can add it in there because it's it's amazing and it does have some of that you know mm-hmm. compound but I, it, alone no it doesn't count as a complex and, and think about that too guys just literally like take it back to your kitchen like when yeah. you cut up pumpkin, um, you know, the structure of cutting through that pumpkin is very different to a potato or a sweet mm. potato. And then when you bake that pumpkin, think about how much it shrivels up, mm. how much water content comes yeah. out of that as yeah. opposed to some potato, potato, sweet potato. They behave very differently. Yeah. And if you, I mean, even if you, I know some people love their like calorie counters and so forth. If you like punch something like pumpkin into a calorie counter and it's telling you about its fiber content you'll see a dramatic difference in the fiber content of something like pumpkin compared to potato so you know it's 
there, there are those root vegetables I think confuse people yep. within that collection, within that yep. family. But fundamentally for the majority of people, mm. like those those aren't a complex carbohydrate. Yeah. We may play around with those a little bit in um, some types of dietary protocols for the gut, which yeah. we talked about in other podcasts. But yeah. from a you know a general person point of view, yeah. they are not what we would consider a yeah. complex carbohydrate. No. no, and I think the other thing that's important to like while we're talking fiber and things like that too is that I feel like the minute you start really skipping these com- complex carbs, like the proper ones that we've talked about. Yes, you'll get your, your fibre from, you know, the other veggies that we've talked about, like the beets and all of that, and then the other veggies that we'll yet to talk about that don't count as, you know, moderate complex carbs or mm. complex carbs. Um, you know, fibre is so, so important for our gut health as well, and you really need, like, this com- the diversity of all your carbohydrates to get, a good blend of your fiber as well because mm-hmm. our fiber then breaks down into soluble and insoluble mm-hmm. fiber as well and you really kind of need to be eating a variety of different vegetables starchy and non-starchy to get you two different types of fiber because yep. this is where when this gets marked up as well we start to see gut issues too yeah so, i think we've both seen um people come into the clinic who are avoiding those more complex mm-hmm. carbohydrates and generally their stools are looser they're more watery yeah because everything's rushing through so quickly yeah. so it's not like they're not eating fiber it's just they don't have that diverse range yeah. and they don't have as much bulk to the stool and, and because that, they're not having those more um starch dense yeah. um types of fibers so essentially yeah, yeah they're, they're lacking that volume to the stool mm. and as soon as you actually put some balance back in with yeah. the complex carbohydrates their bowel motions tend to form, form up and up, they're yeah. not getting the the, the um, digestive discomfort yeah as much yeah because that's like so that is like the, and the way i explain it to people when you when you start thinking about even just the differences of your fiber and your insoluble v your soluble like your soluble will break down a lot mm-hmm. you know and that's what obviously when you see the watery stools but our insoluble stuff that can't be broken mm-hmm. down so that's actually what forms the bulk mm-hmm. of the stool so that's mm-hmm. like um why well, i kind of explain it to people well, things that you would see in veggies that wouldn't break yep. down. So that's obviously the, yeah, our insoluble fiber, mm-hmm. and that's what we need to bulk up our stool. So sometimes without even getting into the complexities of bacterial imbalances in the gut, it can literally just be are you getting enough of the right types of fiber mm-hmm. and the right types of carbohydrates yep. to make a healthy stool? Yeah, exactly. The right and the, that variety, yeah. of course, because the, main, the group, this complex carb, one we're talking about mm. is the one that so many people have fears around. Yeah. Um, and I guess I just want to point out too with the grains. So we said grains. So within the family of grains, like there's, there's obviously some of the more common um, wheat-based grains, mm-hmm. um, but then there's things like our, our pseudo grains with the buckwheats and the quinoas. Mm-hmm. But then we've got things also like our, our different sorts of rice, whether it be white, brown, black, red, black, red <laughs> um, teff, amaranth. Like we're, we're, when we're talking grains, we're talking all of those. Mm-hmm. But again, there's going to be variations within grains Absolutely, too. So yeah. when we're talking complex, we're talking again fiber. So we want brown grains. We want the, hu- the husk of the grain. Mm. Um, you know, it may not be brown, it might be red if it's like red quinoa and those yeah. sorts of things. But essentially we're looking at a whole grain source. So it's yeah. got its whole fiber structure. When we're taking away that fiber structure and doing a more refined grain, mm-hmm. um, which is often more of like a white rice, um, yeah. or some of the, the more refined wheats, that's where you're taking away that fiber element, mm-hmm. which starts to push it to into more of that simple carbohydrate yeah. family, which we'll talk about next. So I think, again, like sometimes that can kind of be a bit confusing for people too. So, you know, there's a very big difference, again, if you think about it from having a plate of food that 
the carbohydrate component is made up of, like, sorry, the complex carbs mm. made up of white rice mm. as opposed to it being just brown rice. Yeah. Like, and I think we all know the difference of how that feels in your gut, yeah. um, how much longer you'll get from that brown, brown rice, rice versus white, white rice. rice. If anyone's ever done the SIBO diet for it, they'll know that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're like, don't. Don't make me relive it. So... Before we go on to simple, if we're talking complex carbohydrates on a plate, mm. so a standard plate of food, mm. generally, I think percentage-wise is what we're probably saying about ourselves at the beginning of this podcast, yeah. you know? So um, it's probably going to make up about roughly 30% of your plate, or I always think of it about your own fist Yeah, that's size. probably, as you, so, as you do that, I'm like, that's probably, yeah, would be my complex carb yeah, portion. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, your own fist size, you know... Um, and I know some people get really finicky about that. And it's like, okay, if that's a sweet potato, is it cooked or uncooked? <laughs> or if it's, yeah. But, you know, but it's, it's usually that cooked version of yeah. a, um, the sweet potato, the potato, the grains, yeah. the legumes. So I think that's a really nice basic way to look at it without yeah. us throwing grams at you and so yeah. forth because we're not into that at all. And yeah. the size of your husband or partner's fist as opposed to your fist is going to be different too. Yeah. So, you know, that gives people a good idea of the variation of sizes. Yeah. 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 So let's talk about Should simple cup. No, I was just going to say point. one other thing. I know we have covered it in other podcasts, but I just think if there's people that haven't listened to our macro podcast, yeah. And the fact that we're talking about legumes as a carbohydrate, complex carbohydrate, I think it is worth mentioning that um, there's a lot of people out, like legumes definitely have a protein content to them. And for a lot of our vegans and vegos that they are definitely a source of protein. But when we're looking at um, them actually as a a structural food, I guess is probably the right way to say it. Like I definitely... I definitely count my legumes more as a complex carb when I'm talking to all of my clients if they're trying to like get protein from Mm non-animal based sources Mm -hmm. I will consider the element of protein that's in legumes Mm. but more often than not get them to count the legume as a starchy complex Mm -hmm. carb and then we build our protein in in other ways yeah that's a really good point whereas yeah because then if we're dealing with someone who's veg or vegan we'd probably start to look at using legumes more for their protein content but yep. building in other elements, elements but I think I strongly suggest yeah in regards to that topic if that's you guys you need to go back in our podcast and yeah. look at our, our discussions around a vegan diet and how to do it yeah but that's a really yeah. good point because yeah. some people might be listening going what I thought legumes were protein, protein. yeah so, so it is a bit of both bit of both <laughs> good, to, good to note now, I'm really keen to delve into simple because I think this is the next area that becomes really confusing because if you look at complex carbs, mm. then it, we look at everything else. So yep. when we're talking everything else, it's like all of the other vegetables, all of the fruits, fruit, the, the honeys, the sugars, like it's all of that stuff. Yeah. And again, as we said, like having a tablespoon of honey isn't the same as eating a stick of celery. Yeah. So we need to look at how this all breaks down. And I think, again, we need to go back to the science of it Mm. and look at the fact once we take away those complex carbohydrate foods which are the most dense in the the fiber elements that we talked about or that that starch element then we've got a whole collection of vegetables and fruits they're going to be made up of different structures Mm. in regards to our mono sugars and our dyes and our polys and Mm. our oligosaccharides and some of these vegetables are going to have more of that cellulose present than others Mm. so essentially 
And this is where it's kind of like, you know, talking about the pumpkin and the beets and those sorts of things. So essentially there's a whole collection of vegetables that are going to take longer to break down, but not as long as those heavier starch vegetables. Correct. And they're going to deviate from one end of the spectrum to the other. So I'd sort of like to think of it as after those complex carb vegetables, we have our other root veggies that we're mm -hmm. discussing. So beets, carrots, pumpkin, etc., parsnips. Love parsnip wedges at the moment. <laughs> yeah. Got them for lunch today. Know, really so excited. You always go through your stages with your parsnips, and I do as well. Like I'll hammer them, and then I'm like, if I see another bloody parsnip, <laughs> <laughs> I'm off them at the moment. So oh. I sort of think about them, and then next level down, we've got all all of our other vegetables, all of our other vegetables. Um, more so, I'm thinking like our all of our colours, like our capsicums and our eggplants and our fennels mm. and pretty much everything else but I would then put up after that we would be your leafier sort of greens yeah. so that would be like your spinach and your rocket and your fresh herbs and so forth like yeah. all of those offering so much variety of nutrition yeah. phytochemicals and so forth but those ones towards the end like that handful of rocket or that handful of spinach and they're not going to have as much starch in there and as much um, ability to hold you as long as something further up the chain, like even the pumpkin. Does yeah. that make sense makes, to you? Yeah, yeah, am I making sense yeah. to everyone else? Yeah. I'm trying to say we'll there's, a, there's, a, <laughs> there's a spectrum of those veggies yeah. that sort of moves down. So what I'm trying to get at is if you're if we're now looking at your other vegetables and you're mm. putting them on your plate, if you're just having um, just all of those a, a, a salad of like just rocket yeah, <laughs> and leafy greens and we see people go nuts on the greens it's all about the greens yeah. but then if you're missing out on those other elements of the vegetables you're actually missing out on and on more of those different variations of fibers yep. and starches as well so if you have those leafy greens and then you have say some like capsicum and some you know cut up fennel and so forth you're getting more variety there of starches yeah that will create more variety on your plate, but also more, more fiber and more long-lasting energy. Yep. Yep. I feel like I make sense to myself, but I may have just confused no, everyone. No, I don't think you did. I, <laughs> I think it's just like, I, I, yeah, I don't know. Like I, it, it, like it makes sense to us, but I suppose because we understand it so innately. But yeah, I think yeah, you you just explain it perfectly like there's one end and then there's a the complete other end so you can't just jack up on all the really simple stuff like you know yep. leafy greens chuck in some cucumber maybe some tomatoes so we're looking at our watery mm -hmm. you know types of salad vegetables or salad additives and stuff like that and then add a little bit of protein and think well I've just you you have had an amazing healthy lunch don't get me wrong yep. but from a it's still better than having a bloody quarter pounder so we're not picking on you we're just saying <laughs> quarter pounder of beers <laughs> <laughs> inside joke <Yeah. laughs> totally but what what you're going to realize is that, that meal is not going to hold you as much as if you would have your leafy greens with some cucumber tomato capsicum and then maybe have some pumpkin sweet potato zucchini carrot so yeah. you really just want that diversity of the starches and diversity mm. of the complex carbs through a meal and maybe a, a couple of tablespoons of rice thrown in there with some sweet potato as well as protein on top of it like that meal is going to hold you so much longer in terms of mm. energy and blood sugar balance and stuff like that as opposed to just some leafy greens maybe with you know yeah the salady stuff and a bit of protein on top i think i just had an idea as well 
Think about guys with the carbohydrates we're talking about, running them through a juicer. So if you take the really watery veg, like the greens, mm. so um, you've got some spinach and some rocket and some kale and some Cucumber. parsley, and yep, and you run them through your juicer, like a cold press juicer. Think about how much liquid you get out of that yep. and how a much is fiber. left in the juicer as far as pulp. There's there's jack shit, right? Yeah. So there's not much to them. Now, they've got so much nutrition in them as far mm -hmm. as nutrient value. But when you run that through your juicer, there's really not much of that sort of structure, that cellulose sort of left there on that sort of bulking fibre. Whereas if you run through, <laughs> what are you thinking? You've gone about, somewhere bad. No, I was just like, I wonder how, how many people are now going to run out and throw a sweet potato. <laughs> well, that's what I was going to say. Like if anyone's, but even if Don't you do. do it, you fucking juicer. <laughs> if you think about your classic, like putting carrot and beet, and yeah, those types of vegetables into your juicer, think about how much of that pulp is left yep. behind. And that pulp is what we're talking about. That's the stuff that's when you're in it, you've eaten all these things and you're in your gut, that pulp creates more bulk for the stool, more bulk in your intestinal tract, makes everything a lot more um, satisfying with a new meal because every, you've got to break that all down within your gut. So then again, if you did literally put your sweet potato <laughs> or your potato it's or some grain, don't try this grains, throw some quinoa through your juicer, see how much liquid you get out of that one. But I think that's a good way to think about what's happening in your gut yeah. is imagine your gut is a big juicer well, and actually, think about how much liquid is coming out of those foods. It's actually so funny that you say that because I've actually explained a cold-pressed juicer to someone like a digestive tract because you put all the stuff yeah. in and then you actually see like out the little chute where all the fibre and stuff comes out like for the juices that doesn't don't collect it in mm. there, the proper cold-pressed ones that actually shoot the fibre outside and you collect yep. it in a catchment. I'm like, this is exactly how a digestive system works. The little thing turning inside is, you know, uh -huh. breaking down and then out the, out the side comes the fibre, which is our poop. And yep. then... <laughs> Why milk. didn't we think of this earlier? It's a good one though. It's it perfect. Is. So what I want to then point out from there though is, and we can use a juicer analogy, is then the fruit, of course, and realistically the fruit just fits into the same spectrum if you think about it. But most of that fruit that you run through that juicer, mm. you've got your really watery fruits, yep. um, which is actually the majority of fruits, yeah. right? Yeah. The main ones that are going to give you more bulk and not much from the juicer at the other end is pretty much your banana maybe an apple um yeah apple's gonna have a fair bit of yeah Probably to a point not as much as a banana I, I guess what i want to sort of point that out is that fruit is one of those areas where there's again so much nutrition mm -hmm. but there's not as much of that bulk yeah that, um and i think that's why banana again is one of those ones that people are like oh is a banana a complex carb yeah but you know if you think about putting a banana <laughs> through the juicer <laughs> there, there's not much water that comes out of it so there's certainly a lot more starch in a banana but there's not really a lot of structure I left did. either so you know it's nowhere near the same as eating I that potato i know well i was about to say i feel like a banana sits in the beetroot yes <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, let's so, put it in that like, like, yeah so we've got our real starchy carbs which is our grains legumes um sweet potatoes and potatoes and we've got what i would say like our moderate starchy carbs or yeah. moderate moderate complex carbs but they definitely don't count as complex carbs which is our bananas beets parsnips mm -hmm. swedes turnips yeah. any. and then we have kind of almost everything else and yeah. then we have greens <laughs> yes exactly but then let's also talk about the difference between 
then if we've got that, you know, the the other fruits and the the sort of gr the greens and the reds and so forth, and you know, the eggplants and fennels and blah blah blah. Like, why we wouldn't eat half if we're trying to make up like a mix of veg vegetables on mm. a plate? Why we wouldn't make half the plate fruit? Do you know what I mean? Like, I think yeah. that's another thing people are like. Well, if I'm making my breakfast and it's a sweet breakfast, yeah, like. I'm not usually would say to people maybe you're too fistful to make roughly your mm -hmm. your veggies on your plate mm -hmm. outside of the complex carbs, mm -hmm. but we wouldn't usually give the same guidelines for fruit. No, and, and this is where the juicer analogy probably is really good. Yeah, because if you whack a, if you whack some fennel and capsicum and all of that through a juicer, you're not going to get a lot of liquid. There's still fiber and structure to it, even yep. though they're probably sitting in a similar camp to the fruit. Yeah. But the, the fruit is such a simpler carbohydrate. So much more of it is water. There's less fiber, basically no starch, yep. way less starch. Yep. Um, and then, yeah, they're very nutritionally dense. But in terms of sugar, they're pretty much already broken down into their simpler, like simpler forms yep. before we even eat them. Yeah, exactly. So in terms of how that's going to behave from an energy perspective, like it's going to give you a quick uptake of sugar because obviously the, the simpler the sugar molecules are, like so when we're talking about our monos and our disaccharides, azes, Guys, no, that's the enzymes. Whoops. I was like, wait, I forgot a word on the end there. No, wait, I didn't. <laughs> just throw it on. <laughs> yeah, I'll just throw a random word on there. Is that these are already, these are broken down or they don't take much to break down. So from a, um, a metabolic point of view, they can just be uptaken by the body and used as a, as a sugar quite quickly. Um, and they provide that energy spike and then that energy drop mm -hmm. in terms of insulin and stuff like that. So the reason that you want the fiber and you want the starch and the other elements in there is because in terms of how your blood sugar will behave and how your energy will behave from those is you'll get that much more even keel throughout the day. Mm -hmm. Great. Love it. And then, <laughs> and then the final component of this whole spectrum of simple carbohydrates we're talking about would be our literally our sugars, like our um, table, whether it's be some refined sugar that you're using in baking through yeah. to like rapidura or honey or rice malt, coconut syrup, all those sorts of things. So yeah. Last sort of point out of the good old juicer friend, if you pour that stuff into a juicer, the same thing is going to come out the other end as you pour in. Nothing's yeah. going to be left behind. No. So this is where we're going back to the chemistry. This stuff's like mono, yeah. monosaccharides. It's simple sugars. There's nothing to break down. It's all been done. Yeah. So it goes into your gut yeah. um, once it's absorbed and your body can just go, yep, thanks, great, got it, got and it. just zap it up really quickly. They, yeah. It doesn't have to do anything. So that is a more simplistic form of sugar, and we don't want to be having a whole whack of these because of what Chris was just saying. It's just a quick uptake, and too much of it is going to wreak havoc with our insulin levels, and it's also it's a very quick available amount of sugar, and there's so much of that that we'll use for energy at that point of consumption. But once we've used that, our body's like, yeah, I can't do anything more with this. I'm just going to store it. So yeah. it'll store it. It'll store it as glycogen if there's a little bit, you know, of, of um, availability for that, which mm. is like stored sugar, essentially. But once your glycogen's full, it's like, nah, thanks, I've got enough of that. Yeah. It's, your body's going to store it as fat. So that's that whole concept of like too much carbohydrates yeah. feeding through yeah. to fat storage, which people are so scared about. Yeah. But the quickest way that you can actually do that is by having a lot of those more simplistic sugars yeah. and also those more processed 
carbohydrates we're talking about, the more white ones that don't have much fiber left. They're going to do the same thing and behave in the same way. Yeah. So when people are freaking out about carbohydrates, mm, yeah. like that is the area that you want to be having less of in your diet. Mm. The other types of carbohydrates, Car- what is with me and carbohydrates? I'll wash my back with rag or stick. <laughs> what you sound like? I think I just drunk. <sighs> I was on a roll. Yeah, you were. <laughs> Yeah, go. I'm I actually forgot what I was saying. You were saying when people have more of those simpler carbohydrates, that's where we want what we want to avoid. Like, yeah, and we're of course, too much. That's right. right. <laughs> but all the other carbohydrates we've Sorry. talked about, we've obviously don't behave in the same way at all. Now, I'm keeping conscious of time, but the other thing I want to talk about before we sort of talk about how that looks on the plate is that if we've got things like those simple sugars. It's not just about consuming them on their own because usually we don't unless you're someone that's standing in the fridge eating spoonfuls of honey. I was just about to say, who doesn't do that? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Most of the time, these whole food sources we're talking about are part of a meal. Yeah. So if you go back and listen to our macronutrient podcast, this is where it'll make more sense. Yeah. Um, where, you know, you're having that balanced plate and if you're consuming some honey drizzled on some porridge or on some pancakes, there's other elements making up that meal yeah. that slow the absorption of the sugar. Yeah. So. We're not going to delve into that part deeply. Just go and listen to the other podcast. And yep. if you gel these two together, I think it'll work really yeah, well for yeah, you. Yeah. But Leah, let's let's sort of talk about the we've said how much on the complex carbs. Mm. Let's give people an idea of what the the standard other part, those more um yep. you know, I kind of I struggle with this one because I, okay. I kind of want to call them simple carbohydrates, but okay. I feel like that simple carbohydrate people yeah. think of as being like the refined yeah, stuff, and yeah. it's actually it's kind of not. But let's yeah. talk about them as the other, our sort of like other vegetables, yeah. um, and foods that we've talked about outside yeah. of the complex carbs. Yeah. So I think like we're looking at the plate. Like I think Jess is like you know making your fist into a ball. I say to my clients, and I just kind of I work it out in cups as well, like just. Mm-hmm. In, in terms of like how much home exercise they're doing and sometimes that'll sit you know around a half of a cup up to maybe three quarters maybe more if they're training but yeah like on a plate like I think for the general person yeah just make your fist into a ball and that's your complex carb and then in terms of more the rest of your vegetables and stuff Mm. before we get to leafy get the leafy green so the lesser the more the more simpler carbohydrate veggies <laughs> i think we just made this really confusing um i would say probably like maybe we're gonna do it in fists or yeah cups. let's like, give people fists. like two do you reckon like of the other vegetables yeah like two to three like that's I, what I, yeah I, I usually say like a collection of all of, yeah. like the, the greens and the, the moderate ones we're talking about yeah. plus the greens and the fresh yeah. herbs and all of that stuff oh, yeah, really nice for, there with it, yeah. a really nice collection of those would yeah. be Two, two fists to maybe three fists or essentially... <laughs> Jess looks like a boxer right now, by the way. She's got the... Holding them up. Yeah, she's like two fists, maybe three. Or even more easy, half of your plate. So yeah. your, your meal plate, you want half of it to be vegetables. Yeah. Um, yep. A mix of all of the things we've talked about. If you want to break that down in regards to, we sort of said complex, the moderate, and then the yep. like end spectrum more watery ones, I would probably just go simple half and half. Yeah, half so and half sounds half good. Half and half. Um, is a generally a good mix for yep. most people, but 
the end of the day you want half of your plate and I think that half and half mm. rule is a good one to think about maybe in regards to where the fruit spectrum comes in. Yeah. So you wouldn't, you're not going to generally do half of your plate fruit. Mm. Um, you're generally probably going to have a smaller amount that, you know, sort of if we take that half and half again, mm. so quarter of that amount might mm. be the fruit mm. and that other component might be, say we're talking about going back to some pancakes mm. or a smoothie or something, that might be where you put in the other veggies. So yeah. we might have some like mashed up pumpkin or some, some carrot in, in your pancake batter or a smoothie that's got like frozen zucchini and spinach and so forth yeah. in it. So which is stuff that we look at all the time and how can we make that really nice balanced plate. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then I think if we're going to add in on top of that a rough guideline for the really simple sugars, whether mm. that be like some honey or some dates or some goji berries or something, yeah. you know, again, it's going to be different for different people. But yeah. like, you know, whether it's anything from a you know couple of teaspoons drizzled on or a yeah. handful of some goji berries through a salad, yeah. like you don't have to get fanatical about it. No, it's just yeah. don't make it. Like half your plate of yeah. honey. <laughs> Dates. <laughs> yeah, because I think, like, I actually, I'm just trying to, th- I'm just trying to think what I would do, like, like, it, obviously I feel like you and I are just so in tune with our eating, we actually don't have to think about this too much and once yep. we get our clients to a stage too, like, they're the same. They just, it just becomes so ingrained into mm. what your body actually needs when you break all of, from complex down to simple carbohydrates. But I would say most of my meals, even in terms of the simpler stuff, just so I think to it, so just so people don't become so afraid of them. Cause mm. I think that even the simple, the really simple carbs like honey and, you know, they've become so demonized mm. as well. And mm-hmm. I think most of my meals would have some form of, you know, either honey, maple, dates, mm-hmm. um, fruit mm-hmm. of, or, of some degree in it. My, mm. All of my main meals without yeah. a doubt. Yeah. Yeah, all the same. Like I think of making, uh, and there's plenty on the website where I've done this, where it's like a really yummy, um, like a salad, and often it might be like a grain-based salad, but it'll have, say, some chopped up apple through it, or it might have some like goji berries through it. So, you know, you're bringing in those like inverted commas, like sort of more simple sugars, but... Again, going back to our macro balance, like yep. it works because it's not like you're sitting down eating those on your own. And yep. as always, that's the root of all of this for us is like not creating food fear. So, yep. you know, what we're trying to do for you guys is give you a really good understanding of what it should look like generally on your plate, yep. but make um, space for everything. So yep. nothing's demonized, nothing's bad. Yep. It's like, in, you know, enjoy all of these elements, but like understand how to generally put yep. them together. And then yep. occasionally break the rules. Like if you want to have a handful of dates stuffed with peanut butter and a square of chocolate. Just bloody do it. Just bloody do it and enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, yeah, like, oh, dates and peanut butter. (laughs) You're stuck there now. I'm stuck. Like, honestly, like, I'm I'm putting myself on a date ban, date and peanut butter ban, I think, at the moment. Like, it's just out of control. Um, But, yeah, like, like, I'm at the moment going through this huge thing with my buckwheat salad where I literally like will cook up a whole heap of um, whole buckwheat groats and then um, add in maple syrup, cinnamon mm. and chopped up dates and coconut yeah. and then that's, you know, so that's got that sweetness to it already and then but in on a plate like that gets thrown in so probably like, you know, maybe a, a fist size of that mm. buckwheat stuff but then on top of that I've got some probably sweet potato Mm-hmm. as well and mm-hmm. then some oh, then of some a lot of the other veggies we're talking about plus all the greens and then protein on top yeah. of that so, so well, I know when you serve that for lunch today you're going to have roughly 
about a fifth or fifth size full of your, like that buckwheat salad you're just mm-hmm. talking about with a yeah. little bit of that sweet potato. So that's going to be that complex carb. Yeah. But then I know you've got a whole stack of other containers up there <laughs> where that half of your bowl or plate is going to be a whole oh, mix of all the yeah. other veggies we've talked about yeah. too. So, yeah. and then you'll add your protein. Yeah, and olive oil and avocado and hummus. Anyway, guys, we're going to wrap it up. Mm-hmm. Um, we really hope that this has helped clarify carbohydrates a bit more for you, and yeah. we really hope that it hasn't confused yeah. out a few more because <laughs> that wasn't laughing. our intention. Because when you said this to me this morning, I'm like, we'll be able to do a case study after this. Like, we'll talk about carbs for 15 minutes. That's it. That's all they need to know. But it's so true. It is. It's a bit of a it's a bit of a complex issue. No pun intended. So, look, if we've made, if there's any of these areas we've talked about that have still been a bit confusing, please let us know yeah, because we're happy to delve into it further. Um, and as always, if there's any other topics that you want us to talk about, you know, you can email us. Yes. Um, we're getting heaps of your case studies coming through, so we are slowly making our way through them. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, as always, we love hearing from you. So yep. hit us up. Make sure you subscribe. Um, share us with your friends. We like to be shared. Yes. And heaps of reviews. We love the reviews. Yeah. So whether that's, you know, through Insta, we love seeing you tagging us or reviewing us on iTunes. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, yeah other than that, have I got anything else we need to add to the end of this? Happy Friday. Yeah. Have a Bonza weekend. Bonza. Bonza. What the? Where'd that come from? I but I like it. Let's bring back Bonza. <laughs> okay. I love it. <laughs> All right, guys, we'll see you next time. See you next time.